0: Welcome to The Complete Angler, your source of information on the outdoor industry in Central Canada. With over 35 years in the field, host Don Lamont covers topics and issues with industry leaders and influencers to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the outdoor world. And now, here's your host, Don Lamont. On today's edition of the Complete Angler Podcast, I visit with longtime friend Rob Schultz. I first met Rob years ago while fishing the Last Mountain Fall Walleye Classic in southern Saskatchewan. Rob and his wife Donna were just starting up their own business at Rowlands Ravine Provincial Park called GNS Marina Outfitters. Rob also became the only master certified outfitter on the lake guiding both anglers and waterfowl hunters. Rob is one of the best anglers i have had a chance to spend time in the boat with. Robert and Donna, along with their family, are celebrating 30 years in the business. Robert, welcome to the Complete Angler Podcast. Great to see you, my friend. It's been great. great to be here, buddy. Okay, we got a, a new season coming up. Things are gonna be wild. You guys are gonna be busy, I imagine, with, uh, with everything going on.
1: Yeah, if it's a repeat from last year, the lakes, all the provincial parks absolutely exploded last year. Everybody's going to the lake.
0: And a pretty special year for you and Donna and, and the family. Uh, 30 years you've been in business, correct?
1: That's right, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a blur, but yeah, it's been amazing, 30 years.
0: So how did you first get into it? I, you know, I was reading a little bit about your, your biography and I didn't realize you, that you grew up on a farm right by the lake.
1: Yeah, we just uh, uh, grew up on the farm just two miles from the lake on the east side of last mountain lake mid lake we're only five miles from Rhone's Ravine Provincial Park so as I was growing up uh, every weekend or even after school I would hop on my bike and go down to the lake and cast off ashore chasing those northern pike and then get the odd walleye but uh, that's where I grew that passion for fishing and just it just stuck with me big time.
0: So how did you get into the, the business end of things, whether the marina and the guiding and the outfitting?
1: Well, the, the, the guiding part of it actually started, we have some good friends from, from the United States, which actually Jack links, uh, beef jerky company, I knew them, you know, before they were even up in Canada here. And they used to come up, uh, you know, hunting and fishing and they kind of got the bug into me as far as the guiding part. And, but uh, as far as getting into the provincial park, uh, the, the park put out a tender to build a, a little general store bait and tackle shop uh, back in uh, 1991. And that's when we started with the store. That's how we started the whole thing.
0: I'm trying to remember Rob, and I, I don't know if I can, cause I'm getting older, but when was uh, when was the first uh, Last Mountain Fall Walleye Classic held? Do you, do you know? Oh.
1: In 1988 was the first one. Pokey's Tackle Shop was put it on for the first, I think, about seven years. Okay. And then we took it over, and we ran it for 11 years.
0: Well, I don't know if I was at the first one, but I certainly was probably at the second one. So going way back, and I fished it for years. And though I tried as hard as I could, I never managed to to win it, though I finished second and third a number of times. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. same with me. Uh, Like I fished it before we started running the tournament too. And my best was a fourth, fourth place finish, but, uh, yeah, it's a tough lake.
0: (laughs) It's a great lake. It's a fantastic fishery. Um, we did a number of shows together when I had the complete angler television and the favorite one, we talk about this all the time was the carp fishing episode. Absolutely. That thing was a hoot. So, um, now. The carp fishing side of things with you, you know, you have a great walleye fishery, obviously, and the pike fishing is fantastic as well. But how did you get into carp?
1: Well, that started through SAS tourism. Uh, there was uh, one of our, our tourism agents was over in Europe, actually uh, promoting Saskatchewan. And there was a fella came up to the their booth by the name of uh, Martin Founds, and he had a company called uh, Anglers World Holidays. And over in Europe, you know, carp is huge. It's just like walleye here. It's a big deal. And he's always looking for places to send carp fishermen. And uh, they happen to have the Saskatchewan fella had a magazine that had all these carp. Well, of course, they were shot by a bull, which is not what they do, but they're huge. You know, and when he saw that, he said, you know, we got to come to Saskatchewan and, you know, see if there's potential to bring people. So they actually did and SAS tourism contacted me cause we were the only full service outfitter at that time. Cause we have the accommodations and everything. And we worked together and brought this group over there. And that's how the carp fishing actually started.
0: Well, and that's how many people have you introduced to the sport of that, of carp fishing? Well,
1: carp fishing, there's been, we've had hundreds of, uh, of uh, local guests, I would say uh, from Europe we for about, five, six years, we had uh, 15 to 20 coming over, but then our airlines kind of killed our industry here because it was costing them more to fly from Toronto to Regina than actually from uh, uh, Europe over into Toronto. So Toronto eventually developed a great carp fishery and that's where they stay now. The Europeans stay in Ontario. Yeah. But since then, though, we've had hundreds of local anglers that have been looking for that something different. Uh, anybody that likes to catch big, powerful fish, carp is an amazing, amazing fish to fish for.
0: They certainly are. There's few things that swim in the water that pull as hard as a carp does. And I don't think people understand that.
1: (laughs) That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, now let's talk a little bit about your operation. You've grown it substantially over the 30 years. Uh, what does it all consist of?
1: Well, originally we did just start with our little marina and general store. Uh, Then we went into boat rentals. So we've got a full line of boat rentals now. We've got uh, three levels of boat rentals from a camp 17 foot boat to a 18 foot semi pro boat to a fully guided 20 foot pro boat. Uh, We've got 12 cabins available for for rent. Uh, And then we also do the the bird hunting in the fall.
0: That's right. So it, it really is a, uh, a big operation and, and over 30 years. You're not worn out yet, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> no, not
1: yet. Actually, we're, we're just getting to the point where we're starting to really enjoy it because you know, a lot of the work is done because the building and all that is done. You know, there's always potential for some expansion here now uh, with, with, uh, with the business has actually been uh, quite busy. The, the guiding part without the Americans with the closed borders hurt us a little bit but on the other side, the local uh, uh, trade has really gone up. So it's kind of a wash for us.
0: So the season opens in Saskatchewan on on May the 5th. How long has the ice been off and what do you expect uh, for the first two weeks as far as the fishing's concerned?
1: Well, ice just fully went off last week. So we've still got extremely cold water temperatures uh, and there's probably still a fair amount of spawn going on. Now, the northern pike spawn is going to be extremely poor this year because there's no, no runoff at all this year again. So without that fresh water coming in, the, the pike don't do well in the spawn. Uh, so mo- most of them are probably going to hold on to their eggs and then eventually they reabsorb their eggs. So it's a slow, slow def- definitely a slow uh, bite for the northern pike. Walleye, there's always specific spots on Last Mountain Lake, and you probably know some of those spots that'll always produce walleye, even early in the spring. But typically, it's going to be a slow bite because the water temperatures are you're still in the in the 30s right now. So,
0: when you're looking for spring walleye, um, most of the time I think traditionally you'd, you'd kind of look for warmer water, would you not, Rob?
1: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And then, and typically on Last Mountain Lake, because of the main lake basin, is up to 100 feet deep. Uh, the the shallow north and south end of the lake is typically the first uh, first part of the season you need to concentrate in that warmer water because it can be up to 10 degrees warmer at the ends of the lake versus the main lake.
0: And maybe you should explain that a lot of people think that Last Mountain Lake is a reservoir, but it's not, is it, Rob? No, it's a natural glacier-cut lake. And it's a gorgeous lake, and it's got clean water, and, and the population of fish has seemed to um, actually improve. Would you agree with that? It seems that it's really holding its own.
1: Yeah, definitely. uh, You know, I, you know, since I've been growing up, I've definitely seen the the population of fish, especially in walleye have gotten a lot bigger now, you know, with, with our efforts of, you know, catch and release uh, has made a big impact, you know, helping those big fish, you know, there's still a lot more to do uh, because those, those, you know, those 24 to 30 inch walleye, they produce a lot of fry. So those are the ones we really need to protect. Uh, and the, in the Northern Pike too, uh, you know, they're a little bit more up and down just because of uh, water depths in the lake right now are shallow, but uh, the walleye are doing very well in the lake as far as population goes, but we're seeing an extremely uh, uh, high pressure on the big walleye. You know, everybody seems to be chasing the big walleye and, and Last Mountain Lake has gotten quite a name for big walleye because it does have, you know, those 30 inch plus walleye. So that's, that's one of the things that's a big concern right now.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's true. They, it is uh, one of those destinations for trophy walleye for sure. When, uh, when traditionally is the best time to start carp fishing?
1: Carp fishing usually, uh, uh, takes till about June till it starts warming up a little bit. There's an early bite that'll start pre-spawn and then, uh, carp, Typically spawn in water temperatures in that, in those like seventies to eighties, they, they like really warm temperatures. So usually the beginning of July, end of June is when they'll spawn. And then of course, when the spawn's happening, uh, it's, it's a really slow bite. But then after the spawn, July and August, August, again, with, with most fish can be an extremely good time to fish, a really good bite for carp in August.
0: Tell me about how you became a master certified outfitter.
1: Well, there, there used to be a program through the Saskatchewan Outfitters Association that, uh, that you went and, and we uh, uh, took, a, well, like took a course or went through a training program uh, at that time. And that's how I got master certified on Last Mount Lake.
0: Well, that's great. Um, talk about some of the wild experiences you've had over all those years of uh, outfitting and guiding. Is there, is there a couple that stand out in your mind? Well, probably
1: the the most fun ones still come down to the carp fishing, uh, and uh, I still remember when when we filmed together, the the success and the the fun catching those those carp double headers going on, stuff like that. has always been good, but you know there's just been so many uh, different things that happen. Uh, the one thing that 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 uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years now, and I've never spent a day on Last Mountain Lake without catching fish. So, so that's been pretty important to me uh, and, and to, to my guests, naturally, that I'm guiding. But, uh, yeah, like to, to find one thing that really sticks out, you know, it's, it's, it's those just, yeah, there isn't actually one thing. They've all been great. Just, uh, other than there's some days it's not fun on Last Mountain Lake. <laughs> With those four or five foot ways, but uh, it's always been a great time out there.
0: Yeah, it certainly helps uh, that people, if they don't have uh, the proper equipment, like a, if they only have a small boat, uh, that they can actually rent a a bigger boat from you be able to handle if the water's a little bit rough.
1: Yeah, that's right. When we actually first started renting boats, we had fourteen foot boats. We only had those for one year, and we got rid of them because they weren't they were on they were on shore more than they were out in the water. Then we went to 16 foot boats for a few years, but now we're up to 17 and a half as our smallest rental boat. And and they handle the water pretty well. There's still days on last mountain lake that that's not, not safe to be out there, but uh, that's why we also, our guide boats, we have 20 foot boats, so we can be out in pretty much anything. There's not a day that we can't find a place to fish on last mountain lake.
0: And if you are staying at the campground or with you in one of your cabins, you want to go for a sunset cruise, they have pond, you have pontoon rentals as well
1: that's right yep yep we've got pontoons uh people can rent a uh, morning afternoon or all day that's right
0: yeah that's that's a lot of fun get out there and do a little family cruise in the evening and beautiful sunset over last mountain lake oh i miss the lake i miss it rob <laughs> <laughs> we can't even go to saskatchewan right now but uh hopefully we'll get this thing turned around and uh I know you're certainly you're going to have a busy year. It's uh, so what do you have planned uh, Donna and yourself and the family for this 30th anniversary?
1: Oh, well, we're going to, we're going to, uh, well, what, what do we all have gone going on here? I think, uh, one of the Must things be a lot. We're, we're, you can't is, think of it
0: all. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, we are we're, we're going to be on the weekends, especially we're going to be trying to do things like we're going to have maybe some balloons for the kids and things like that, trying to get them to come out. Uh, uh, my daughter Kendra, she's she's been doing Facebook stuff, so we're going to be posting some of our 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 older pictures, and there might be something even of you show up on Facebook throughout the year. Every week, we're going to try and do some different things like that.
0: Right, right, that sounds great. Oh, I'm looking forward to getting out on the water soon, and uh, so a busy year, you think? Another busy year, Rob?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Our bookings right now, as far as cabin accommodations, uh, are way ahead of any other year we've ever had. So we're we're getting actually fairly full. You know, typically everybody wants to come in July. July is absolutely packed already, Uh, but lots of the weekends are are filling up even in June. Uh, Without the Americans, our week our week times are a little bit more open because they like to come during the week instead of the weekend. So we're kind of going to be missing a little bit of that. And we just don't know when that, that border is going to open. So I don't suspect it's going to open soon, but we just don't know. That's a real, real unknown for us.
0: Now, water conditions low like everywhere else in the Southern part of uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan.
1: Yes, we're, we're definitely low. Uh, we're down to about four and a half to five feet in the marina right now, whereas normally for us, we're six to seven feet in the marina. So it's it's definitely down.
0: For the people that haven't been to, to your operation, Rowan's Ravine is located where?
1: We're uh, mid-lake on the east side of Last Mountain Lake. Uh, we're 55 miles north of Regina on the east side of Last Mountain.
0: And... If for people like I, I was totally impressed first time I, I came there because of the provincial park and the boat launch facilities, the marina, uh, the campground. I mean there really is everything there. Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: beautiful park. Uh, there's over 300 sites. Uh, they're all electrified now. They do have some full uh, uh, full hookup sites now available too. Uh, yeah the, the one of the nicest uh, boat launches it's a four boat launch that's protected inside a marina there so it's in the mouth mouth area uh, with a big sand point uh, your favorite sand point there that protects the, the marina uh, and you know he, the nice part about this area is uh, you can just go right outside the marina there and catch pike and walleye within 200 yards of the
0: marina yeah, that's some of the best wa- some of the best water in the whole lake for sure. Uh, yeah, that uh, that Sand Point certainly has produced a lot of fish for me over the years and in, in different tournaments. And one of the things that amazed me, you know, on the lake is that you will find fish at almost every depth, uh, and you'll find a lot of shallow fish, which uh, people, especially when in springtime, people maybe don't even fish shallow enough. It's uh, they will move pretty tight, won't they?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and especially when the wind blows, those walleyes, uh, they'll, they'll come up within, you know, two feet. You know, you can be sitting on a point and chucking right to shore, literally, and dragging a jig back and picking them off right, all right along shore.
0: Yeah, so we, uh, when I, I fish a lot of springtime walleye, um, I like to, I fished the north end of the lake too, and, and we were using spinners, but not bottom bouncers. All we did was put a split shot on so we could go through the weeds a little bit easier. So we found that to be a, a really good technique, especially when those fish are really shallow. Any What's other tips fish? you got for those shallow fish, Rob?
1: Well, one of our tricks that we use is we use planter boards when we're running shallow water, yeah. so shallow running cranks, or we've run spinners behind planter boards too, but to get away from the boat a little bit, because you know like say you're, you're running your boat in, you know, four, or six feet of water, you know, those, those fish like the boat scare my favorite trick is putting planter boards on and getting those uh, lures away from the boat. And it really, really ups your game.
0: Well, I remember the fun we had when we went down to Boundary Dam walleye tournament and we had the side planters out and, uh, catching some walleye and the odd bass was thrown in for the mix. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Those, those side planters, uh, I I think they're totally underutilized in this part of the country. The U S uh, anglers have no problem using them, but we tend to, uh, I don't know, for some reason, we we don't seem to like them. I don't know why.
1: Well, they, they just haven't been around much. You know, people haven't seen them used. And and until you get the hang of using them, they can be a detriment too. You know, like uh, you have to learn how to put them on. And there's different planer boards that are easier to deal with too. But uh, once you get your system fine-tuned, they can be phenomenal. There's no question about it. But, but they are... You know, a little tough for people that have never used them before because then you got lines tangling up and different things. Everybody thinks, you know, uh, with planer boards, well, the only reason you use planer boards is to run more lines. Well, we can only run one line in Saskatchewan, but sometimes you can fish with four people in a boat when you got planer boards.
0: That's right. That's a great tip. I guess the, the way it's going right now, <laughs> most of the time it's going to be with your family, but uh, yeah. yeah, planer boards. So, so yeah. if you don't know how to run a, a planer board, for our listeners, look it up. There's lots of YouTube videos on how to use them. And there's different sizes of planar boards as well. And that's for sure. They, they work really well. Okay, well, Rob, um, thanks so much for coming on this show. You and Donna I have a great 30th uh, celebration. Now, where can people find you on the on the web? Okay, we're at www.gsmarina.com.
1: That's our website. And our email address is fish, F-I-S-H, at gsmarina.com. So they can go on our website, uh, Facebook. uh, They can get us on Facebook too. Uh, Instagram, uh, we do all of that stuff. Our kids do that stuff for us. That's their job.
0: (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's important stuff. And you also have a... uh, you have an ad on our hooked website that you can just click on and go right to your site. Um, this podcast will be available for a long time. And, um, yeah, you'll be able to uh, also find you guys in the spring issue. Nice article in there on, uh, on your operation. So we, uh, we look forward to working together, uh, for many more years, Rob, and great. hopefully we'll get to fish together soon.
1: That sounds great, Don.
0: Thanks for coming on the show, Rob.
1: Okay. Thank you. It's been, been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Visit hookedmagazine.com to subscribe to The Complete Angler and never miss an episode.